Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. All right, everyone, welcome to Dining on a Dime. Today's topic, comfort foods. We're going to let you know everything you ever wanted to know about comfort foods. Now, you're probably sitting at home saying, what, what is a comfort food? Comfort food is any food that is associated to a good memory, such as a childhood memory. Uh, the phrase started in 1977 to describe foods that are associated with childhood memories. Uh, they are said Comfort foods are said to be eaten during emotional stress. Uh, December 5th is actually National Comfort Food Day. Uh, so I have a, it's just me. My name's Kevin Wilson, uh, author of the book Table for One at Barnes & Noble. And today will be the uh, just me. But our team has submitted uh, recipes that you can use. We have a recipe for beer, ch- uh, beer cheese soup. And we also have a recipe, nice uh, quick comfort food recipe. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do segment one is going to be all information about comfort foods. I got lots of great information. We even have celebrities. I wrote down what celebrities, what is their favorite comfort foods. Uh, at th- In 40 minutes or 30 minutes into the podcast, we will be talking to Tony. He is the owner of Weaverville Web Design. Uh, we're hosting a contest that can give your favorite restaurant a free online menu with two years of hosting. We'll talk about that in 30 minutes. All right, let's get to the facts. Comfort foods are eaten to increase positive emotions. So that is why people uh, go to comfort foods. Uh, basically, it helps them feel better. Uh, an example of comfort food might be apple pie, chicken soup, or a couple of examples. But here's an interesting stat. Uh, pizza was voted the number one comfort food. But in people over 70 years old, they voted for ice cream. So there's a big disparity between uh, comfort food for younger people. Uh, they voted for pizza. And then if you're over 70, you're a senior citizen. Uh, the people over 70 voted for ice cream. Uh, now, here's the interesting thing, too. It's a feel, your feel-good food that you go for when you're feeling down. Uh, the comfort foods are usually uh, eaten when someone is in a less positive state, mood. And the food only gives you a good feeling for three minutes. So that is the scientific thing that it makes you feel better for about three minutes. Eating unhealthy food triggers the brain's reward system. So if you're feeling, uh, you know, feeling blue, as they say, uh, most people grab for unhealthy foods when their mood is low. And the unhealthy food actually triggers the brain's reward system. Uh, people who are positive in positive moods. Oh my goodness. Everything's great. Today was a great day at work. Oh, the sun is shining. Uh, it has been proven that they eat healthier food. So if you're in a positive state of being, uh, you are more likely to eat healthy food. And if you're not in a positive state of being, it is more likely that you will eat unhealthy. Um, There is also a link between comfort foods and negative feelings. I'll give you an example. I don't feel that great. I I think there's an old cliche about uh, people breaking up and the woman eating a gallon of ice cream. There's stuff like that. It actually, uh, there's a link between eating an overindulgence of comfort foods and those foods causing more negative feelings. So if you're, eat, if you're depressed or whatever and you're eating uh, comfort foods, it actually has a link that it will actually cause more negative feelings. So as you, as you see, you might have a friend, oh, I ate a whole gallon of ice cream last night. It actually makes you feel worse. 
Uh, there's a strong link between scents and memories. I'm talking about the scent that you smell. So when you walk into a room and you smell an apple pie or whatever, it actually has a direct link to memories. So uh, smelling things uh, are connected to memories. So I'll give you an example. Say I walk into a house and they're baking something in the oven and I can smell it. That actually triggers uh, memories. Women who are... Uh, looking for comfort foods actually turn to sweets and men turn to savory foods. So women tend to turn to chocolate, you know, candy or whatever. And men, when they're looking for comfort food, they look for savory. Uh, Bean. Oh, here's an interesting topic. Taylor, the engineer, the all-star engineer, engineer of the year. Uh, Grubhub actually said that bean burritos were the top food ordered in Grubhub. So, well, you know, do you use the Grubhub app? Bean burritos were the most ordered item. Hamburgers are considered America's national dish. I think I would agree with that. Hamburgers in America pretty much goes hand in hand. Uh, spicy chicken sandwich and plant-based burgers. Uh, I guess that's the Beyond Burgers, are on the most popular uh, on the most popular comfort food list. Taylor, take one guess. What is the most popular snack in America? What do you think? Just take one guess. Mm-hmm. Potato potato chips. Oh no! Bar Ritz crackers. Ritz crackers are the most common uh, snack in America. Mm. Yeah, I love Ritz crackers. I'll tell you, you can do a lot with Ritz crackers. So that was interesting. Um, pasta is the most consumed food in the world. I agree with that because you can get a box of pasta at 89 cents. And pasta is the most consumed food in the entire world. All right, let's go state to state. What are the most famous comfort foods in each state? All right, let's go state to state. I'm going to give you the most popular comfort foods by state. And in Delaware, the most popular comfort food is cornmeal scrapple. <laughs> uh, let's say hello to our friends in Indiana. We get a lot of listeners in Indiana. Indiana, it says sugar cream pie. If you guys disagree, send us an email, dining on a dime, yahoo.com. But these are the most popular comfort foods in each state. New Jersey, it's Jersey-style hot dogs. So Jersey-style hot dogs would be the most popular comfort food in New Jersey. In Oklahoma, it is chicken fried steak and gravy. South Carolina, lots of listeners in South Carolina. Shrimp and grits. Texas, hello, Texas. Uh, We get a lot of listeners in Dallas, San Antonio, All across the great state of Texas, they're telling us that Tex-Mex fajitas are the most popular comfort food in Texas. In Washington, it is the Washington State apple pie. So we're going to go around the country. We're going to give you the most popular comfort foods in each state. Uh, And then we're going to give you the most popular comfort foods in the entire world. But first, let's let's talk about something personal. Uh, if you're at home, you're sitting around wondering what would be considered good comfort food, I'll give you an example. When we were growing up in my house, uh, we would have stuffed pork chops. What they do is they take two pork chops and they put stuffing in the middle. And then you tie them together with, I guess, the food string. And then you bake it in the oven. So stovetop stuffing in between two pork chops was a comfort food that I grew up on. Uh, We also had chicken casserole, which was boneless chicken on the bottom. Um, uh, Mushroom soup in the center on top. Then we had Swiss cheese covering it. And it was baked and it was on top was uh, stovetop stuffing. So it was a layer of boneless chicken, a layer of... Swiss cheese with a uh, stovetop stuffing uh, crust on the top. Uh, 
and then you would add uh, mushroom soup in the center so it's it doesn't dry out. So that was an example of comfort foods. Send us your favorite comfort foods, Dining on a Dime, Yahoo.com, and we will uh, announce it on the show next week. Uh, we still got a lot of uh, comfort foods from around the world. Let's talk about those. In France, uh, the most popular comfort food is French onion soup. That's not a surprise, right? Japan, most popular comfort food is ramen noodles. Not a surprise. Canada, most popular comfort food is poutine. Not a shock. All right. Now, here's where we, it gets difficult. In Mexico, the most popular comfort food is chilaquiles. I know I butchered it. Chilaquiles in Mexico. Great Britain, fish and chips. Obviously, every great uh, British pub uh, serves fish and chips. Hello to our friends in Great Britain, the UK. Uh, Austria, it's Wiener Schnitzel. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, but Wiener Schnitzel is absolutely delicious. Australia, most popular comfort food is sausage rolls. Czech Republic uh, has fried cheese. Comfort food in Taiwan would be braised pork rice. In the UK, here's a neat thing. I never heard of this. In the United Kingdom, they actually have toast with beans on top. So what they do is they make toast and they put beans on. I never heard of that. Uh, Russia, they got they have pancakes topped with jam. So in Russia, they make pancakes, and they put jam on top. Uh, the Netherlands uh, make fried sausage. Denmark makes hash, and Nigeria gives you deep fried dough. Those are the things that people grab for when uh, they're looking for comfort foods in those countries. Uh, what about the U.S.? Uh, what are some of your favorite comfort foods? Mine would be meatloaf. I love meatloaf. Uh, pork chops, as we mentioned earlier, I can honestly tell you I've been to thousands of places and never really had good pork chops. I've had good pork chops at maybe three different restaurants. Uh, it's very, you know, a lot of restaurants make it too chewy. They overcook it. Uh, pork chops would be an example. French onion soup, if you find me a uh, restaurant at a bar that makes good French onion soup, a crock of French onion soup, uh, you have me forever. There's one in my neighborhood that makes a great French onion soup. Uh, how do you like your French onion soup? Let us know. Dining on a dime, yahoo.com. Uh, what else? We have Denmark. The people in Denmark love eating hash. Uh, Nigeria. Deep-fried dough. Here's an interesting thing. In Iran, how many times have you seen a podcast talk about food in Iran? Probably zero. In Iran, they do scorched rice. And what happens is they make it in such a way that the, it's like a cake. Even though it's rice, it's made like a cake, and they put uh, spicy stuff on in the cake. Uh, so that was interesting in Iran. And I don't think, you know, I've listened to millions of podcasts. I've listened to other shows. Not really thinking that, uh, and I haven't really heard about food in Iran. <laughs> it's usually political talk when you're talking about Iran. Never heard of what they eat. And that's a great time to get in a quick plug. Our other show, Learn About World Cuisine, is starting to take off. We are on iHeartRadio. If you are interested in learning... What they eat in other countries, such as Iran, we do a whole show about it. Just go to your favorite podcast platform, look up Learn About World Cuisine. And we just published a show the other day uh, that covered Latin America, Spanish Heritage Month. And uh, it's doing really well. All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion of comfort foods. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. 
All right, we are back. Today's discussion, all about comfort foods. Comfort foods are the foods you go to uh, when you're feeling blue. Uh, most people eat comfort foods when they, uh, you know, to bring back a good memory or to help them feel better. Uh, we actually have some scientific information later in the show uh, about what comfort food actually does for your body and your brain. Uh, let's talk about a beer, cheese, potato soup. Our alcohol expert on the show, Matt Maratea, has sent us in a recipe for beer, cheese, potato soup. Wow, it sounds really good. Uh, if you guys want to, you can pause the show, go get a pen and paper, come back, and I'll read you off the ingredients uh, and how to make this beer, cheese, potato soup. All right, we're back. You start with onions for 10 minutes until they turn brown. Then you add the celery for the next five minutes. Then add in your sliced potatoes, uh, the chicken stock, and then Guinness Extra Stout, because Matt is our beer expert. So he adds Guinness Extra Stout. Uh, one cup is the standard measure, but you could want more or less. And then thyme. Takes about 15 to 20 minutes to simmer while covered. Take the soup off the heat to cool and then start the puree, adding in the Irish cheddar as you go. Finish, off, finish it off with Worcestershire sauce and some paprika, salt, pepper, and sugar if it's too bitter, and then taste. So that is the recipe for beer, cheese, potato soup. And once again, our discussion today is all about comfort foods. What foods make you feel better? And we will be talking in, a, in the next segment with our Weaverville web design. We have a contest going on. You can win a restaurant of your choosing or your own restaurant, a free online contactless menu uh, with uh, two years of free web hosting. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, we have another recipe sent in to us by our other co-host, Amaris Pollock. And she wants everyone to know that comfort foods range between palates. What one person may not comfort another. So what one person likes in comfort foods may not be what another person likes. Um... Comfort food encompasses anything from what you grew up with as a child. You feel the need to taste it again to give yourself comfort. All right, let's see. She wrote a recipe. Uh, comfort meals are like the roasted chicken that she is making. All right, here's her recipe for the roasted chicken. Remove the giblets and excess parts that are inside the carcass and discard them. Begin, begin rubbing the skin with spices. She uses rosemary, sage, thyme, salt, pepper, oregano. She usually lifts the skin and puts the spices inside also. Add pads of room temperature butter on top of the skin. Press lightly to make them stick to the skin. Salt and pepper it liberally on the inside of the carcass. Then place some crushed garlic some of the chopped onion, and the severely pierced lemon inside. In a roasting pan, add a small amount of chicken stock, about a cup, and then put foil on the top. Place the potato wedges, roughly chopped onions, chopped Brussels sprouts, and carrots into a separate pan seasoned with a garlic herb seasoning. If you want to make a tender chicken, slow cook it at 300 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, for an hour and a half, basting the chicken every so often to ensure it remains moist. At one hour and ten minutes, place the prepared vegetables into the oven as well. Then remove the foil and kick the heat up to 450 degrees. And roast to get the, chi the skin crisp. This should not take so long, so keep an eye out after 10 minutes. And that is a recipe from co-host Amaris Pollock. Uh, that is for roasted chicken. 
Uh, so this is segment two that those tips are are what we're going to put in the title of the show as uh, recipes. So when you go back to the show and you see, I will label that section recipes, and that will give you time to get a pen and paper. It's a podcast. You can pause it. You can slow it down, whatever you would like to do, so that you can uh, so that you can get the information. Now let's get back. Foods around the world. What are the comfort foods? What do they eat in Serbia? I'll tell you what. I've I never heard of any podcast talking about Serbia. But in Serbia, baked beans are the go-to in Serbia. In Sri Lanka. Taylor, you've done millions of shows. Have you ever heard of a food show talking about Sri Lanka? I don't even know where that is. <laughs> Sri Lanka, a comfort food, is shredded flatbread. So if you go to Sri Lanka, shredded flatbread is the go-to. In Germany, cheese noodles. I knew that. Uh, cheese noodles is the go-to in Germany. In Kenya, they have a spiced rice dish. So that would be the go-to in Kenya. Uh, Bulgaria, the go-to comfort meal is fried meatballs. In Japan, it's an omelet filled with rice. I found this interesting. In Japan, they make an omelet, and they actually put rice in the omelet. I've never heard of that before, but that is one of their comfort foods in Japan. Uh, Brazil, they make a black bean and meat stew. Stew would be the most common uh, comfort food that I could think of. I would think that when I think comfort food, I would think uh, I would think a stew, and that is what they eat in Brazil. Italy is vegetable soup, I believe, Italian wedding. Uh, they go to soup in Italy. In Iceland, they tend to grab rice pudding as a comfort meal. China, comfort food would be Peking duck, as you might, uh, might think. Uh, once again, my favorite comfort meals when I go to a diner would be meatloaf. I really enjoy meatloaf. Uh, that is my go-to. Spaghetti and meatballs are also a um, a comfort food. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. Send us your favorite comfort foods. Dining on a dime, yahoo.com. Now comes the fun part of the show. we got about eight minutes left in this segment. I'm going to give you the celebrity news in the world of comfort foods. Uh, Liza Minnelli was the first celebrity to publicly say comfort food in 1970. Uh, the favorite comfort food of uh, Selena Gomez, good friend of the show. Her favorite comfort food is Cheetos. Chrissy Teigen likes Velveeta cheese. Uh, Taylor Swift likes cookies from Lavane Bakery in New York. Kim Kardashian goes for Hajin Daz ice cream. The favorite comfort food of LeBron James is Ben and Jerry's. Emeril Lagasse actually likes Zapp's potato chips from New Orleans. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence goes and she grabs Cool Ranch Doritos. Martha Stewart is a Kraft Cheese Singles person. She likes to grab Kraft Cheese Singles when she wants comfort food. Um, Justin Bieber goes for the spaghetti bolognese. That is his comfort food. Kylie Jenner. It seems we're going through the whole uh, Jenner Kardashian squad here. Candy Yams is her favorite. Harry Styles goes for tacos. Demi Lovato likes Sour Patch Kids. Nick Jonas uh, enjoys Cuban sandwiches. Uh, Katy Perry likes chicken nuggets. And Jimmy Fallon, movie theater popcorn is his go-to. Rihanna goes for the Oreos. Uh, Beyonce likes fried chicken. And Popeyes gave her a lifetime gift card. These celebrities have so much money, and yet they get free stuff all the time. I had a friend of mine who was in a restaurant, and a famous celebrity whose name I will withhold ran up a $1,000 tab, and the restaurant paid for it. 
And I was like, why? He's got millions of dollars. There were people in that restaurant, you know, struggling to get by. And uh, they spotted him the bill. It was over a thousand bucks. And they said, well, he'll give us publicity for being here. Not really. Not if no one knows he's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could see if he announced he was going and then they had press there and then, you know, it would give them exposure. But if they don't have any press there, that's I don't see that how that benefits. Uh, Beyonce getting a free gift card. They're going to talk about that. So I can understand that. Uh, Britney Spears goes for Starbucks ca- uh, Frappuccinos. Kendall Jenner likes Twix bars. We got the whole Jenner Kardashian clan in, in, right now. Justin Timberlake is lobster pizza. Alex Rodriguez loves sushi. Uh, one of Oprah Winfrey's favorite comfort foods is frozen fruit bars. And then Je- Jennifer Aniston reaches for uh, homemade nachos. So there you go. If you care, <laughs> those are the, that was the list of your favorite celebrities' uh, comfort foods. Let's get back into the comfort foods. Uh, send us your favorites to dining on a dime, yahoo.com. Uh, what about Taylor? Taylor, the engineer. Taylor, what's your favorite comfort food? I'll go not a specific one, but hoagies. Most likely like a cheese. There we go. As you can see, we're in the tri-state area. We have listeners all over the world, but we're based in the tri-state area. Uh, Some of the people in this area say hoagies. There are people up in New York that call it a sub or a torpedo. Uh, But we are a A, a hero, right? Yeah. A hero, a, a torpedo. There's plenty of names for hoagies. It's a hoagie to me, and it's a hoagie as far as I'm concerned. Uh... There's a lot of sandwiches. Have you ever had a Dagwood sandwich, Taylor? I, I don't know what that is. Dagwood sandwich is a sandwich that's like that big. Like, you know, the big, thick sandwich. What's on it? Packed with meat. Just, any, you know, big sandwich about 25,000 feet long. <laughs> where, where do you get it? Well, they, uh, it, as similar to a Dagwood sandwich would be your uh, delis. You know, Carnegie Deli in New York and stuff like that. They would give you a big packed sandwich. There's plenty in this area. A famous 4th Street Deli would give you a packed sandwich and stuff of that nature. Uh, But hoagie is our go-to in Philadelphia. Hoagie would be, uh, what's your favorite type of hoagie? What would you order? Mm, A cheesesteak, if you you would qualify that, or a... uh like a chicken parm, too. I do like a good chicken yeah. parm. I went on a chicken parm tour, <laughs> and I found out that a lot of chicken parms that you find at restaurants are overcooked and chewy. You know what I mean? You really have to find a yeah, spot. you got to get the fresh chicken. Yeah, you got to get the spots that, um, you know, that uh, that have the good, you know, good chicken because there's a lot of times when you get chicken parm that it's chewy. Um, what should I eat to get comfort foods? Comfort foods are all types of foods. Um, you know, uh, you can make at home, you can make your own comfort food. You can make, uh, slow cooker chicken tikka masala. You can make buffalo style chicken wings. All of that counts as comfort foods. And, uh, the most eaten comfort food is pizza number one, pasta number two, hamburger number three, and then soup is number four. A lot of people go for soups, too. A lot of people love uh, the Crocker French onion soup. That's their comfort food. Uh, A lot of stuff like that. So we are going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to have Tony, the owner of Weaverville Web Design. Now, if you have a friend or yourself who is looking to get a free contactless menu online, professionally made, plus two years of web hosting, uh, which means that they can change the prices if the prices change or whatever, uh, we're having a contest right now. And your favorite restaurant can win it. We're going to go to break, and when we come back from break, we're going to have Tony on the line to tell you about this great contest. 
Attention, restaurant and food truck owners. We understand times are tough and dining out is different. What if your customers already had your full menu with prices and pictures on their phones? The awesome folks at Weaverville Web Design is partnering with this podcast to give away an ultra-fast online menu and two years free hosting. Stay tuned to this podcast for more details. WeavervilleWebDesign.com can build you the perfect online menu. Fast, user-friendly, and easy to read with great pictures. Your cuisine will look absolutely amazing. Let WeavervilleWebDesign.com show your cuisine to the world. Back with the guy uh, sponsoring this great contest, Tony Weaverville Web Design. Tell us about what's going on with Weaverville, Weaverville Web. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me on today. I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> we had to give a shout-out to our lovely little town that we live in here. Absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you, Kevin, there are two reasons we are giving away this amazing value. Um, the first reason, we want to raise awareness that there is an affordable option for restaurants who want to regain control of who sees their menu, what their menu looks like online, and how their customers order. Uh, we can do this for a lot less than any of the delivery services that are taking advantage of our restaurants right now. Nice. The uh, second reason we're doing this, we want to help. We want to be part of helping save our restaurants because our restaurants aren't just small businesses. They're families. They're part of our culture. And we can't let these, you know, beautiful places fall by the wayside because other industries want to take advantage of them. Exactly. So what are we getting? What are the people getting in the contest, Tony? What we're going to do is we're going to take and put all of your full color photos for your product up online with complete descriptions and prices. Um, we're going to put it in a format that's super fast and easy to read on a phone. And we're going to make sure that the, uh, all those awful review sites that are a detriment to you right now have your correct menu with direct call buttons, which will bypass all those third-party sites so that your customers can talk directly with you. And that's a big problem. Uh, a lot of third-party sites are charging an enormous amount of money to these restaurants, and this contest will let people win something uh, that will bypass all those fees. Right, Tony? You have your own uh, URL menu to make sure that those different sites have. It stops becoming a detriment, and it's just another pipeline for more customers to find you. The second they click through your link to your menu, they're in your hands, not somebody else's. They're dealing with your staff um, and, and getting your correct prices and your correct products that are available right then, not some outdated menu that has incorrect prices or in some cases, even the wrong menu that belongs to a completely different restaurant. Exactly. And I think the biggest benefit to the restaurant that wins this contest is that they will no, no longer be price gouged by the third-party delivery companies. Uh, they're going to have control of their own ordering and delivery service. Right, Tony? Entirely. Yeah, that's, that's the idea. Once you once you put your menu out there, the second they click into it, they can't get redirected somewhere else. They can't get pulled off into another site that tries to take advantage of you. That's fantastic. And we're going to end the contest, Tony. You agreed. Uh, we're going to do a live drawing of the winner of this contest on October 20th, live in studio. Uh, we're going to have a bowl. And I'm gonna, so excited. Yeah, we're going to have a bowl, and we're going to put all the names of the restaurants that submitted uh, into the bowl, and we're going to pick it out live on the air. So the excitement will be right, and we'll have Tony on the phone with us. Uh, all you got to do, and I wanted to tell people, I was talking about this on social media today. There are a lot of people sending us names of restaurants. Please note that this show is worldwide. Uh, we're no longer a local show, so you have to send us the name of the restaurant and at least a phone number or an address. 
But you don't have to say much else. You can say, hey, Tina's Diner, Levittown, PA, that's fine. Or Tina's Diner, Portland, Oregon. And then we will put them into the contest. There's no need to, you know, we need more specifically the address and the phone number so we can contact them to let them know they won. And all you do, dining on a dime, yahoo.com. If you want to submit Bob's Diner in Oklahoma, just put Bob's Diner, Norman, Oklahoma. And, you know, if we pull out that name, we can contact them to let them know they won. Tony, let's get into Weaverville Web Design. Tell the folks what you offer and how they can get a hold of you. Well, we offer ultra-high-speed sites. Uh, We build everything from the ground up for each specific customer so that we can exceed any of the speeds that are available through larger framework sites. Uh, We optimize every photo to get you the absolute best speed, which is becoming more and more critical. Even though lots of places are talking about how great 5G is, the majority of Americans, especially in rural America, may not have a great signal. And um, if your site's already slow when somebody's got 4G, it's going to drop to a crawl when you're in rural America. And we, we, we figured out a way to get around that to make people fast everywhere. Okay, and how can they get a hold of you? Well, we're located at WeavervilleWebDesign.com on the web. And you can find us on Facebook at Weaverville Web Design. And we are also on Twitter at Webby at Weaverville Web. Nice. And, uh, Tony, we're going to talk to you for a few more minutes. Uh, what is the one message you want to get out? And then we're going to talk about comfort food with you. <laughs> so what is the one message? Great. What is the one message you want to tell people about your business about the uh, quality work you do, they can go to the website. They can go to your website and find out that you are making some very high-quality menus, and it's contactless. That's what I want to get the point across. Not only are they saving money on third delivery, third-party delivery fees, but you're actually giving them something of the future. I think everybody's going to go to contactless menus in the future. Right, Tony? Yeah. Your full-color menu with prices is literally already in every potential client's pocket. And it's, it's just about pointing them to it at that point. Exactly. And uh, this is the wave of the future, especially with what's going on today uh, in the world. And um, what, what we've done is we've tried to make it, uh, like I say, super fast because today's clientele is becoming more and more impatient. And if your site takes a long time to load or doesn't have good pictures of what you have, um, you're basically left leaving that customer with the impression of the last time they had that food. If you put pot roast in just a line item, that person just remembers the last pot roast they have. They don't see your succulent, juicy, perfect pot roast that's going to make, you know, somebody's dreams come true. They just remember Aunt Edna's dry, crusty pot roast, and they don't want to order it. So we're, we're trying to show people what you have, make it fast and easy for them to navigate what you have, um, and make it really affordable for you so you tell everybody that we're awesome. And that's important because uh, the prize is going to give people <laughs> a free online menu, contactless, which is the thing in the future, and two years of web hosting. Tell them how important the two years of web hosting is because if they change prices, it's covered. Right, Tony? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's a huge value. And uh, instead of having to wait to reprint your menus if your uh, supply prices change, you just drop me a text and we fix it instantly. You don't have to wait around. Your menu prices can flow as you need them to, uh, and your menu items can flow as you need them to. If you stop carrying something, no longer do you have to cross it off the menu or put put a post-it note on it (laughs) to let people know you don't have it. We're just going to remove it from your site, and it's just like it never existed in the first place unless you want it to. And that's the thing. And you're going to get all that covered for two years. And, and, you know, restaurants, they raise the prices. I mean, that's common. Uh, But if they do it and they win this contest, it'll be covered under the two-year web hosting. 
So I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not advocating for people having to raise their prices, right, but, but unfortunately, when supplies become drastically affected, if your meat prices go up, it's either lose money running at the prices you have on your menu exactly. until you can afford to get them reprinted or be able to flow and change and adjust as you legitimately need to. Exactly. And uh, let's before we uh, talk about comfort foods, or what other you offer a ton of website building uh, things. Is what's the most popular uh, services? Um, right now, menus with uh, direct call buttons are really yep. popular. Um, my clients are really just happy with the speed and the functionality on a phone. It's amazing how many really, really big corporation sites don't work well on a phone. Yeah, I've seen So um, I think my clients are find it refreshing that a small company can offer something that's that fast and easy to use on a phone um, at such an affordable price. And all you need to do, send us an email. And it's, it's like I said, you don't even have to say anything else. If you like Bob's Diner in uh, you know Jacksonville, Florida... Just send us an email, diningonadimeyahoo.com, say Bob's Diner, Jacksonville, Florida, and that's it. And I and when we pick the winner, we can come. And I can't, I can't wait to meet you, Bob. We just need to know if you're in Schenectady <laughs> or in Jacksonville. Exactly. We had, a, we had a few emails with 10 lines explaining why they submitted the restaurant, but no address to the restaurant. So make sure you just put <laughs> Bob's Diner. It's like Nell's. I gotta love that. It's like, yeah, Nell's restaurant. There's only 12 of them in the continental U.S. We'll try to figure out which one it is. A phone number would be best, but just say, and you don't mm-hmm. have to have a conversation with me. I get plenty of conversations every day. Just put, you know, whatever restaurant you're submitting and the phone number, and that's all we need. You know, we don't need the big thing. We want to help somebody. We want people to we want people to go look at these menus and realize what they can get out of them. It's really affordable for a restaurant owner to take back control of their takeout and stop being taken advantage of. That is exactly. Do your right. own delivery or do your own takeout. Tell the the third party people to step off and go back to being appreciated for what you are, a cultural icon in your community. And, you know, absolutely. Take back control of your takeout. And you're getting Let a, us help. And you're getting a free contactless online menu uh, with uh, two years of web hosting. So I don't know how anyone could not be running to their computer and submitting dining on a dime at yahoo.com. All right, Tony, we want to get your favorite comfort food. What is Tony's favorite comfort food? What do you go to? Um, well, I have I have comfort food and then I have coding food. Okay. Go ahead. Um, my 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 coating food is actually really terrible for me. I typically will find uh, like my favorite potato chips with uh, a good Dean's French onion dip. Nice. That's a uh, psychologically very satisfying for when you're trying to get the brain to process lines of code. Um, for comfort food, I'd, I'd have to go with like some homemade lumpy mashed potatoes with butter over the top of them and then like the, the big spoonful of the brown gravy with like some sauteed mushrooms in it. Exactly. That's just happier. Right and what about your mashed potatoes? I grew up all my life. I grew up on boxed mashed potatoes. I never had, and then I was hanging out with someone and they made me dinner and uh, they made the homemade fresh from the potato. And I, I swear it was like an experience I've never <laughs> What What do you do, Bob? Oh, you poor, poor man. You poor man. See, I, I grew up in, in my household. We had the, uh, the, older, the older women in the family who all made real mashed potatoes and oh, then the younger women in the family who all made the fake mashed potatoes. Right. And we would always be like, well, thanks, thanks, but, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not like perfect. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have real mashed potatoes till I was in my twenties. <laughs> I guess it's easier to make it from a yeah. box. That's hysterical. And what's funny? Well, see, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit older, so I kind of remember when the first dehydrated mashed potatoes came out. Right. And when they first came out, they were they were so far removed from what they are now. I mean, they've made drastic improvements. I think at one point last week, my wife made some that were actually lumpy. And they were they were the instant ones, and they were they'd actually managed to make instant mashed potatoes somewhat <laughs> lumpy. And I was I was I was somewhere I was like 
dismayed and pleasantly surprised at the same time. Like, oh, this is kind of pleasantly surprising, but they fooled me. That's kind of dastardly. I feel like they're trying to put one over on me with these, you know, pseudo real instant mashed potatoes. I mean, I don't know, man. Well, as long as you were fooled, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, we want to thank you again, Tony, for sponsoring the contest uh, WeavervilleWebDesign.com is where they can get a hold of you. Uh, you're a master at your craft. I've seen your work on your website. It's amazing. Uh, but, Tony, we're going to talk to you again October 20th live. We're going to do the drawing for the winner of the contest. So I want to thank you for being with us today. No, no, I want to thank you guys um, helping me spread awareness about this. I don't know. It's um, it's letting me do more good for more people, and, and that's, that's a great we, thing. That's and I really love, appreciate it. That's why we're full. We love this contest because you're legitimately doing it to help a restaurant. Because this is a very high valued prize. So I, I love the, uh, you know, the sincerity that you're definitely you just want to help restaurants. So let's let him help restaurants. Well, I mean, you can you can tell people why we shut the contest down early. Because I literally couldn't wait. I don't want to make people wait anymore. Yeah, I'm ready to help a restaurant is, now. That is so totally <laughs> true. Tony really legitimately wants to help someone. He's like, I, I was like, let's spread it out because we're getting a lot of listeners for it. He goes, no, let's cut it and so we can help people right now. And I really appreciate uh, your genuine, uh, yeah. you know, how genuine and sincere you are, Tony. Uh, I mean, dude, I want people to know about the sites and I want people to know about what we do, but I also want to get somebody online so that they can start, you know, taking control of what they do. I mean, this is small businesses are one thing. Um, but when it's your family business, you know, right. It's, it's so much more. And it, I feel personally, personally offended that so many restaurants are being taken advantage of yes. that, you know, their families are being taken advantage of. And it just, it made me angry. And I had built these sites as a way, you know, my wife and I were trying to come up with a, you know, an awesome way for people to see what restaurants had out of our own selfishness because we were disappointed with what was out there. And then all this craziness happened and it occurred to me that this could really help somebody. So thank you for helping me spread the word. I appreciate it, Kevin. You guys are awesome. And we will be hearing from you again, October 20th, live in studio. We will pull the name of the winning restaurant very exciting stuff. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. All right. Have a great, have a great day, day. All right. And that was Tony WeavervilleWebDesign.com. He legitimately, I had a conversation with him for like an hour. He legitimately wants to help people. We're getting a lot of extra listeners because of the contest. I wanted to drag it out through next year. <laughs> but Tony legitimately wants to help people. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, I have stats. Uh, about comfort foods. You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m. on WMLD radio app and on air at 103.7 FM in New York, the voice of the Hudson Valley. Okay, we're back with our final segment. Uh, we taught you all about comfort foods today. We gave you some interesting info on celebrities and, and stuff like that. Let's look at a poll that was taken. They took a poll of 2,000 Americans. And since Corona, this, is, this poll was taken since the uh, Corona pandemic. And it says that out of 2,000 people, 55% chose pizza as their favorite comfort foods. Uh, 48% chose hamburgers. Uh, 46% chose ice cream. 45% chose french fries. Mac and cheese was chosen by 38%. And then uh, spaghetti was chosen by 32%. I thought spaghetti would have came in higher on that poll, but that was out of 2,000 uh, people. Two in three Americans are reverting to eating more comfort foods since the start of Corona. Think about that. You put three people in a room, two of them are eating more comfort foods since Corona. 
That is one of the reasons why we did this episode. Uh, people are just reverting for foods that will make them feel better. And uh, comfort food has effect. Two in three are picking comfort foods. 69% plan to keep eating the same amount of comfort food after the pandemic. How about that? You would think that they would want to get their, you know, eat healthier. 70%, 69% of the people said, no, even when the pandemic is over, I'm going to still eat comfort food. There's a whopping statistic. The average American finds themselves enjoying comfort meals at least five times a week during the uh, pandemic. So during the corona uh, pandemic, there are people eating comfort food five days a week. And they eat comfort food snacks six days out of seven days a week. Uh, so the top three most devoured comfort foods in the year 2020 are pizza, 55%, hamburgers came in second at 48%, and then ice cream was third at 46%. 85, here it is. Taylor, this is interesting. 85% of the people they interviewed said they gained weight during the pandemic. So 85% have gained weight during the pandemic. The average respondent gained six pounds. So the average person that they talked to gained six pounds. 67% would rather give up alcohol instead of their favorite comfort food. <laughs> Seven, six out of ten people, six and a half out of ten said, no, I'll give up alcohol instead of giving up my favorite comfort food. 67% would also give up social media over their go-to comfort food. I would give up social media in a second if it wasn't for this show. <laughs> I would have no problem giving up social media. Uh, the only reason I'm on social media is to promote our show. 41% reach for comfort foods because it brings them happiness. So what they did was they interviewed the people and they said... Uh, why do you reach for comfort foods? And 41% said they reach for comfort food because it brings them happiness. 49% of those ages 26 to 41 have posted a picture of a meal on social media while during lockdown. So half of the people aged 26 to 41 have posted a photo on social media of food while during lockdown. Men are twice as likely to share their meal on social media. Wow. Versus women at just 26%. So it's 26% of women will share that. You know, I've noticed this before. And I said there are not many. There are a lot, but not many women share. Not as many women are sharing their food photos on Facebook as there are men. And that was proven during this study, 50% of men uh, shared their meal on social media and only 26% of women. Over 90% say their online and social searches for food in inspiration have increased during the pandemic. And that is why you're listening to this show. Because uh, we did a comfort food show because during the pandemic, comfort foods have made a dramatic increase. And I, they said that over 90% uh, say that their online or so, and social searches for food inspiration have increased during the pandemic. Millennials are spending more money on these feel-good food I items during lockdown, averaging nearly $71 a week. So millennials are spending more money on comfort foods during lockdown, and it's averaging to about $71 a week. Roughly 30 more minutes are spent each day cooking in the kitchen compared to the same time last year. So there are 30 more minutes in the kitchen making the macaroni and cheese or the other comfort foods, uh, you know, such as uh, meatloaf or whatever, 
than this time last year. So I think that's that. Those are incredible stats, and that is one of the reason that we did this episode. Um, we did this episode because during lockdown and the pandemic, uh, people are the comfort foods have increased in popularity dramatically. Um, but that, those are some interesting stats. Uh, here's a couple more uh, comfort foods around the country. And then we're going to uh, end the show. Alabama has hickory smoked barbecue chicken. Uh, that is what they go to. If you're listening in Alabama, send us uh, what your comfort foods are. Alaska has king crab. Uh, Arizona has fried bread. Arkansas goes for fried chicken. Uh, California goes for carnitas burritos. That is a meat burrito. Uh, Colorado has something called a slopper. Uh, Colorado goes for a food called the slopper. Connecticut, they reach for white clam pie. Uh, Florida is a Cuban sandwich. Now, I can tell you, in my experience, uh, there's plenty of uh, Cuban sandwiches on in the Northeast, but you have not had a Cuban sandwich until you go down to Florida. I had a really, it was a huge difference. So we want to thank our listeners in uh, Florida and to commend you for making such great Cuban sandwiches. All right, uh, let's end the show with, I want to thank everyone for listening today. Uh, today's show is all about comfort foods. We hope you learned something. Uh, I know I'm going to get hate mail for naming all the celebrities, but that's okay. We'll take hate mail. <laughs> Don't forget about the contest. Uh, the contest is going on now. We're going to pick a winner October 20th. Uh, basically, your favorite restaurant or your restaurant uh, can win two years of web hosting. And the reason I'm stressing the two years of web hosting is because uh, if you change, if the restaurant that wins changes uh, prices, which, you know, it's a normal occurrence. Uh, you'll have that web hosting for free that you can do it under the contest. Once again, we don't need a whole big email. We just need you to tell us the name of the restaurant and where it's located, diningonadime at yahoo.com, and that restaurant will get a free contactless online menu, which is a uh, thing of the future, and a... Uh, two years of web hosting, our goal and Tony's goal, and he told you this today, he sincerely wants to help a restaurant. There are restaurants struggling right now. This uh, prize has a very high ticket value. So, uh, you know, very high uh, value for the prize, almost two grand. So we're trying to help out a restaurant in need. I uh, want to let you know about our other show, Learn About World Cuisine, available on all podcast platforms. We just got put on iHeartRadio. We're on uh, iHeartRadio, and we just, uh, we're put on a couple more platforms. And just uh, look for Learn About World Cuisine. And what we do is we take a different country every week, and we give you uh, fascinating facts about the particular country. And then we give you interesting facts about the cuisine. We've done Russia. We've done China. Our most popular show was Italy and Greece. And uh, you can go to any podcast platform, find that show, learn about world cuisine. As far as Dining on a Dime goes, uh, we are going to be here every single Tuesday throughout the month of October. So no matter what, we're going to be here every single week uh, in October. And next week, we are covering, let me see my notes. Hold on. I'm sorry. This week was comfort foods. Uh, next week, we will be covering our favorite diner foods and your favorite diner foods. So if you have a favorite diner food, just email us, diningondimeyahoo.com. We'll read it on the air for next week. And then we'll end the month of October with General Foodie News, which is a great show. We had a very popular show uh, with General Foodie News. And then we're going to do a show, Quick Easy Meals, at the end of October. 
Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify.